Welcome to Bizarre Conspiracies. My name is Eric Patino, and with me today is... Conrad Toll. We were gonna have a surprise for you today, but I guess it will just have to wait. <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, we got a fantastic story for you here. The yeah. One that I've been wanting to talk about for a while, because the name of the story does not directly imply at all what's going on with the story. And I always wanted to know why, and I came up with my own theories a while ago, so it'd be fun sharing it with everybody and to see what Conrad thinks about it and see what theories he has as well. But today we're going to be talking about the Bell Witch. I think this one's pretty interesting as nobody really speculates too much on to where it came from. So <laughs> that's what we're going to, I think we're going to do a lot today. Um, and it's a, it's an interesting story because it's a haunting first off, always interesting that way, mm. but it, ha it's a, it covers a few firsts in uh native American, uh, native American, I guess it, it wouldn't necessarily uh, it, be native it could American. Be. It could be it, a few first in at least North American, um, paranormal uh, activity so mm. hauntings like this it's one of the first um where you have like a haunted house there there's a few others but those are like generally haunted forts this is like the first real haunted house event in north america I think. right yeah so it started in the early 1800s uh, when john bell moved his family from north carolina to robertson county tennessee settling in a community called red river which became adams tennessee many years later uh, bell purchased some land in a large home for his family over the next several years he acquired more land increasing to something like uh, 328 acres or something like that mm -hmm. now the land that he purchased that was from the the bats family right oh i have no idea so <laughs> <laughs> the bats family was uh well any good kentucky or tennessee stories gotta have a family feud and this one is his uh <laughs> their family feud and that that's how it started the bats family was uh on poor uh poor times they were having a little economical trouble so they were selling off their land to um their neighbors which would be the bells and the bells were buying it for a cheap price wouldn't uh wouldn't pay them uh very much for it but they were desperate so they had to take the price that the bells gave them but they always resented them for that cheap land grab Hmm, I can't seem to find anything about the Bell or the uh, the Bats family. So when I typed in Bats family on Google, it gave me Batman family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Bat with two T's. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, so they they acquired all this land in a nice big house, right? And he was going to turn a number of the fields uh, into like a planting area. He also uh, was made an elder of the Red River Baptist Church. So the Bells uh, had, I believe, two uh, or yeah, two old two sons. But when they moved there, uh, they had uh, three more children, I believe. So uh, Elizabeth, who was nicknamed Betsy, was born in 1806. Richard in 1811, and Joel in 1813. Now, one day in 1817, John Bell was inspecting his cornfield when he encountered a strange-looking animal sitting in the middle of a corn roll. Shocked by the appearance of this animal, which had the body of a dog and the head of a rabbit, Bell shot it several times, and the animal just simply vanished. It was kind of weird, right? So mm -hmm. Bell 
thought, uh, well, initially thought uh, nothing about the incident. Uh, not at least until after dinner, because that evening, Bill began hearing beating sounds on the outside wall of their log house. Mm-hmm. The uh, the mysterious sounds continued with increased frequency and force uh, each night, and Bill and his sons often uh, hurried outside to catch, you know, what the noise was yeah. being made by. They originally thought it was the... Uh- bat family the bats family who were um harassing them but it turned out it was not the bats family but something much more sinister well the uh, the initial uh um i would say encounter uh turned out to be empty-handed they didn't find anything the first time but in the following weeks the bell children began waking up to frightening and uh it's just weird like um I guess growls at their bed, at their bedposts. Mm-hmm. And not long after that, the children began complaining of having their uh, bed covers pulled from them in mm-hmm. the middle of the night. And, and the teeth pillows marks tossed, were found on their uh, bedposts. Teeth marks and scratches. Like, this was a genuinely a haunting, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, as, ta- as time went on, the, the bells began to uh, hear faint whispering voices, which uh, at the time was too weak to understand, but sounded like a feeble old woman singing hymns. The, the encounters escalated after that, of course, and the bells' youngest daughter, Betsy began uh, experiencing brutal encounters with the invisible entity. Mm-hmm. It would pull her hair and slap her relentlessly, often uh, leaving welts and, and handprints on her face and body. Mm-hmm. The disturbances, which John Bell told his family to keep a secret, actually eventually did leak out, uh, and they, they kind of asked their closest neighbor, like, hey, can y'all spend the night? Because <laughs> uh, we're experiencing things and we're not sure if we're just crazy. <laughs> or if they're actually mm-hmm. happening. So uh, his neighbors were James uh, Johnston. So th- uh, the Johnstons were their closest neighbor, and they came over and spent the night. Mm-hmm. And another thing is, uh, it wasn't just the bells that uh, were seeing uh, having these sort of things. The uh, since it was Tennessee in the early uh, eight, 1800s, uh, Tennessee was a slave state at the time. And the Bells owned uh, many slaves, and the slaves would often report weird animals following them uh, oh, really? out in the fields. Interesting. So, yeah. But th- as you were saying about the Johnsons? Yeah. So uh, Johnston and his wife spent the night at the Bell home. They were the subject to the, you know, they were subjected to the same terrifying disturbances that the Bell had experienced. After having his bed covers removed and being slapped as well, <laughs> Johnston kind of just jumped out of bed. What in darnations was I in the name of Jesus? I demand to tell uh i demand you tell me who you are and what you want <laughs> obviously he didn't get a response right uh but not the, that time the, anyway no and and for the rest of that night after that he didn't experience anything else but the the entity's voice strengthened over time to the point where it was uh loud and unmistakable it was singing hymns it was quoting scripture it carried on intelligent conversations it was playing um scramble with you Mm -hmm. and once it even quoted word for word two sermons that were preached at the same time on the same day 13 miles apart which is so weird uh words of the supernatural uh occurrence that was going on in this house Mm -hmm. 
kind of spread kind of rapidly, uh, even all the way to Nashville, where then where the then mayor, uh, General Andrew Jackson, took a keen interest. Uh, John Bell Jr., uh, Drury Bell, is that his name? Drury Bell and Jesse Bell, John Bell's eldest sons, had fought under General Jackson in the Battle of New, uh, New Orleans, or Nolens. In really? Eight, in 1819, yeah. Jackson decided to visit the Bell Farm to see what uh, all the commotion was about. John uh, Jackson's uh, uh, entourage insis- uh, con- eh, consisted of several men, some well-groomed horses and a wagon. As they approached the Bell property, the wagon just stopped because the horses didn't want to go any further. And after uh, several minutes of, of cursing and trying to get the, the horses to pull the wagon, uh, Jackson proclaimed that... Uh, by and and this is quote so i don't know if he actually said it but it's implied mm-hmm. by the eternal boys that must be the bell witch then a uh, disembodied female voice told jackson that they could proceed and that she would see them again later that evening now i would just like to add in right there i've also heard it told that the wagon wheels locked up uh, right after one of the soldiers was bragging how he had silver bullets and was going to shoot the uh specter himself oh that comes uh, later on in in this version anyway oh but, but he is in it um so yeah he he said uh, he proclaimed by the eternal boys that must be the male witch which is the first uh i guess uh term that they use witch here right to associate this, uh, mm-hmm. this poltergeist going on. Yeah, and it was it, the reason for that is because it was believed that the witch that it, um, there was uh, it, the witch was at the time one of the theories was it was uh, a, a there was a witch living near the the Bell residence, uh, Kate uh, Bat from the Bat family. Ah, yes, yes, yes. And okay, yeah, I do remember that now. Now, um, so they, they thought that she was um, the entity behind it, though it's not a particular popular theory now in hindsight, but that's what they thought at the time because right, right. The, the spirit, I don't know if it had named itself at that point or not. I don't think it had. And, you know, in the 1800s, whenever something supernaturally happened, obviously they're going to blame some kind of witchcraft or witch going on. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was the obvious conclusion for them back uh, back then. But, uh, yeah, they were then able to proceed to cross the property up to the Bell home where Jackson and John Bell had a long discussion about the Indians, <laughs> which uh, I, I really want to know what they were talking well, about. Well, if it's um, uh, General Jackson, it probably... Prob- Probably wasn't. Probably too. wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we won't uh, entertain that. But uh, one of the men. Now this is where Conrad was uh, talking just a minute ago. What he was talking about. One of the men claimed to be a witch tamer. He said, "General Jackson, I hears the witch tamer, and I got me a, a shot of pistol with silver bullets that could kill anything." And he's like, "All right, boy. Well, go ahead." <laughs> So, and, and, uh, yeah, so he did have a gun with silver bullets in it. Nothing happened. After several, uh, uneventful hours, absolutely nothing happened. And he went on to say that the reason nothing had happened, uh, to them was because whatever had been disturbing the bells was scared of its silver bullets. Now, immediately, the man screamed and began jerking his body in different directions, complaining that he was being struck with, like, pins and beaten severely. A, and a, this is, 
This is pretty funny, actually. He felt like an invisible foot kick him in the ass, <laughs> sent him flying through the door. And the spirit, obviously angered, right, uh, spoke up and announced that there was yet another fraud in Jackson's party and that there would be another one tormented in the following evening. Now, all of Jackson's men at this point are terrified and they're like begging to leave the bell farm. But Jackson, on the other hand, insisted on staying so that he could uh, kind of catch the fraud because he was very interested in who his men was and it, they they eventually went to sleep outside in their tents because they kind of set up a camp outside and it, it's pretty unclear what happened next because it's not in the story but it, it just says that they were spotted uh, the very next morning they were spotted in Springfield so uh, they must have had an encounter overnight hmm. that made them leave I, I wish I had found something about that but I didn't but over time uh, Betsy Bell became interested in a man called Joshua Gardner uh, a young man who lived not too far away from her with the blessings of their parents they decided to get married everyone was happy about their engagement except for one person do you know who that was conrad well a person or thing all right a thing <laughs> it was it was the entity she was not happy that betsy was going to marry this joshua guy mm -hmm. and would often appear to her in the form of a little girl and say do not marry that man but whenever um generally the child would be hanging from a tree but and whenever a, a, a <clears throat> betsy would try to approach the girl the girl would disappear see i didn't know about that that's uh that's pretty shocking to see actually but uh betsy and joshua a former school teacher by the name of richard powell had been noticeably interested in betsy for some time and had expressed interest in marrying her of course when she became a little bit older <laughs> So here you have this old pervert named uh, Richard who wanted to marry Betsy, right? Uh, and and he actually expressed uh, disappointment with Betsy when she told him that she was going to get married to Joshua. <laughs> See, when you said there was one person that was disappointed, I was thinking, wait a minute, is he talking about the teacher or is he talking about the spirit? So, uh, well, I guess there's there's two, uh, <laughs> one entity, one person disappointed. But <clears throat> here's the thing. Uh, Richard Powell was believed to have already been married to a, a woman in Nashville named Esther Scott. Mm -hmm. Interesting, huh? Yeah. And not only that, but apparently Esther Scott was uh, in the occult. She ex she had many interests in the occult. Hmm. Uh, so there's that. But let, let me continue on with the story here. Uh, Betsy and Joshua could not go to the river or the field or to the cave to play without the entity taunting them or uh, haunting them, I should say. Their their patience finally reached its its limit. And on Easter of Monday of uh, 1821, Betsy and Joshua met at the river and broke off uh, their engagement because they couldn't handle it anymore. And the disturbances uh, decreased after Betsy ended the engagement, which was kind of strange. But the entity continued to express its dislike for her father, John Bell, and actually vowed to kill him. Mm -hmm. Now, Bell had been experiencing episodes of twitching in his face and had you know for about a year had difficulty swallowing like anything mm -hmm. 
and uh, it seemed to, you know, grow worse with time. And by the fall of 1820, uh, his health declined so bad that he was uh, confined in his home. He couldn't he couldn't go anywhere. Now, another thing is his wife, John, John Bell's wife, uh, Lucy, was also sick at the time. However, the spirit had a very different opinion of his wife and would actually sing to her and bring her fruit and nuts on her. Really? <laughs> and so as she was getting better, as Lucy was getting better, John Bell was getting much worse. Interesting. Okay, I have a question. Do you know who got sick first, the wife or the, the husband? Um, I'll, I think the husband had been in and out of sick bed uh, a few different times up to that point. I think he was out of the sick bed when his wife got sick, and then after his wife was sick, he became sick. But that wasn't the first time he had been sick. Because I was going to say, if his wife had some kind of uncurable sickness, what if this entity took that sickness from her and just gave it to John Bell? I think they'd had a different sickness. But okay. if you wanted to go the, the Darcidious route there, <laughs> if it, uh, uh, entities, spirit entities like uh, vampires and witches and all of that, they work with... Um, Life essence, right? Uh, vampires don't necessarily drink blood as much as they do try to draw the life essence. Right, right. So if it Maybe. is, if it is, the spirit is trying to um, draw the uh, is trying to save one at the expense of the other. It could simply um, do a, uh, I guess, a transfer. <laughs> and even though it's not a sickness transfer, one is growing weaker as the other one is growing stronger, and it's not actually like a sickness itself that's being transferred it's just the the, the general health yeah yeah well so her loud for that theory i like yeah. your thinking <laughs> uh her loud and shrill voice could be heard all over the farm chasing and uh kind of kind of chanting oh jack bell as she often referred to jack bell uh john bell as and it kind of made me wonder like who's jack bell well, John Bell bre uh, breathed his last breath on the morning of December 20th, 1820, after slipping into a coma the day before. Immediately after his death, the family found a small vial of unidentified liquid in the cupboard, and John Bell Jr. had uh, given some previously to the cat, which <laughs> immediately the cat died. The entity then spoke up, uh, proclaiming, I gave old Jack a big dose of that last night. And John Bell quickly threw the vial into the, the fireplace. And, and apparently, it burst into flames and just shot straight up the chimney. Now, John Bell's funeral was one of the, the largest ever uh, to be held in the Robertson County in Tennessee. As family and friends uh, began leaving the, the graveyard, the entity could be heard laughing and beginning to uh, like sing a song. <clears throat> it is said that her singing didn't stop until the very last person left the graveyard. Hmm. The entity's presence was almost non-existent after John Bell's demise so that, that i have a question though if there's a spirit singing in the forest and no one's there to hear it does it actually make a sound <laughs> <laughs> it, it could, it, hey she could have still been singing to herself but since there are no witnesses to tell the accounts mm -hmm. that's pretty much how the story goes um now but in april uh -huh. i just uh bef before his death though there's a there's a few small things I just wanted to mention they're kind of small but slightly interesting in my opinion Oh, I was going to uh, let you run with it after the 
the story because I'm just telling the basic oh, story. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, in April of 1821, the entity visited John Bell's window, a uh, widow, sorry, a Lucy, and told her that it would return for a visit in seven years. Now, the entity returned in uh, 18, uh, 1828, as promised. Most of its visits centered around John Bell Jr., with whom the entity discussed such things as the origin of life, civilizations, Christianity, and the need for mass spiritual awakening of particular significance where its nearby accuracy predictions of the Civil War and other events came true. The entity said farewell after three weeks, promising the visit, promising to visit John Bell's most direct descendant in 107 years. The year would have been 1935, and the closest living descendant of John Bell at the time was a Nashville physician, Dr. Charles Bailey Bell. Dr. Bell himself wrote a book about the Bell Witch, published in 1934, with no follow-up uh, being published. And Dr. Bell died in 1945. And uh, that's kind of the end of that story. Uh, somebody was knocking at my door and my dogs are barking. So while you talk, Conrad, I'm going to go see what all the commotion's about. <laughs> all right. So one of the things that the uh, Bell Witch was known for doing is many – after it was known to be living in John Bell's house, after John Bell was – uh, before John Bell died, it, uh, many ghost hunters and thrill seekers would come to see and test the spirit to see if it was, in fact, true or not. And one of the things that they did um, was they asked it uh, questions that no one else could know but the um, but the the person who came uh, themselves. For instance, there was a fellow who I believe came from Pennsylvania, and he asked what his grandmother would say to the servants when they made uh, a mess. And the ghost would reply, or the, the entity, the bell witch, would reply in a, uh, a accent and manner just as his grandmother would uh, back in Pennsylvania. And other times, uh, he would, uh, they would ask <clears throat> the bell witch uh, certain questions like that, and the bell witch would be known to leave for times to go as if to search him out, which is interesting to note because it was it's documented, as Eric said earlier, that it was able to memorize two different sermons that were given at different times. So although it's known to be able to be present in multiple places at once, sometimes it would have to leave and go other places in order to gather the answers for the questions that they gave, which is mean that it was already occupied somewhere else. That's kind of interesting. Uh, I just wanted to note that. Another thing that they they asked the, the spirit do uh, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, um, as opposed to asking it questions that only they knew the answer to or to replicate uh, a family member or that sort of thing, it, is they would um, they would um, as they they would try to in, instead just try and cast it out and that sort of thing. Now, it was after performing an exorcism, they would find that it in fact became more um, outspoken. So, for instance, uh, when they first started, it would just be knockings or a little tapping and scratchings and the uh, at the night terrors and all of that. But it wasn't until after they had tried performing some exorcisms that it began to sing. And it wasn't until later after they brought in outside people to try and get rid of this spirit that was in their house that it actually began to converse and talk with them. So the more they tried to get rid of it, the more awakened or the more present it seemed to become. Interesting. Ah, you're back. <laughs> oh, I've been listening for, I don't know, two minutes. All right. <laughs> 
um, just trying to think of anything else that, that they did uh, that it was no, known to do. Uh, so as, as opposed, sometimes the, they uh, when it would appear as animals that they would follow around, the, they would shoot the animals and the animals would fall to the ground as if hit. But as soon as the the animal that was fatally wounded collapsed, rested, uh, it wasn't thrashing or anymore and came to a point of complete stillness, it would vanish. So that's, that's interesting because I haven't heard of many uh, apparitions like that that you could shoot and they would show uh, reaction like that. For instance, the, um, the skinwalkers, when they be showed up in their animal forms and you'd shoot them, the bullets would deflect or they would have no effect on them at all. But these ones, it would seem to actually have an effect on the animal, but the animal itself was not part of the uh, Bell Witch. Even though you would you would destroy the apparition that it created, it was not itself the apparition, which might explain why it would be able to appear as a, the girl on the tree multiple times. I don't know. What would happen if you shot the girl in the tree with a silver bullet? Who knows? <laughs> Probably nothing good. Yeah. Well, one thing I wonder is the um, the witch didn't seem to like the fella who had the silver bullets, right? No, what? Uh, the soldier who showed up in the silver bullets and did his uh, whole braggadocious oh, yeah, sure. manner. Which do you think it was that caused the, the spirit to get angry? Was it the um, was it the bragging or was it the fact that it may, he may have actually posed some sort of threat? No, I think what happened there was she caught a liar, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, here's the guy claiming to be a witch tamer. As if he'd done this sort of thing before. Right. And clearly these entities can see through. Um, or at least this one could. Uh, at least this one could see through uh, what most people will claim to be true. And I, I think that's why also uh, General Jackson also wanted to know who the other uh, member of his team was that was a fraud. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah, I think that's probably why. Hmm. What happens if it was General Jackson himself? <laughs> and maybe that's maybe, why you never hear about which one was maybe the... Um, Maybe that's why you left. <laughs> nope, nope, boys, you don't need to hear this. <clears throat> <laughs> Let's go. But one of the things I always wondered why was, why did this entity only have almost like a grudge against the father? Not the mother, not the kids, only the father. Well, it did and seem apparently this like, liar. It, it did seem to have a few other grudges. The one against the gardener, Mr. Gardener. Um, it also didn't seem to like, uh, well, I don't know. It didn't treat the children very well, did it? Not to the point yeah. that it, it, it actually killed them like the father. Mm-hmm. So... Maybe there's a, a common, uh, oh, what do you call it? <laughs> uh, maybe there's a, a, a commonality to sure, a co- the commonality to, to all of them. Maybe they were all frauds in, in a certain way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I read a theory that it was a feminist, the, uh, the, the specter. So it didn't like anyone who would consider being overbearing. So then why not General Jackson? Uh, I don't think it liked General Jackson. It didn't seem to haunt General Jackson all that much, just his men. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, do you have any theories? Because I have, I have one theory. All right. So hmm, I've got, I think three, three different theories. <laughs> um, but, but I think before we get to the theory, though, I want to mention the the cave. Oh yeah, right. So there's a cave nearby um the the manor now the house has long been destroyed and the 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 entire area has been turned into farmland and it's said that after the 
the house was torn down. Um, there was some children playing in a nearby cave, and they had candles. And one of the ch- children crawled into a little crevice, and it was when it was in there, um, it's his candle went out suddenly, and a voice was uh, heard to um, it, it. It's it directly addressed the children. I forget exactly what it said, but then it lifted the child out of the cubby and it put the put him over by the other children and told them pretty much to leave. So, of course, they fled, and it's been known as the uh, Bell Witch Cave since. And now, you told me uh, just before we started that it still it still has activity in it? Um, yes. So, there was a fellow who went to the cave and he picked up a rock to take home. Um, and within three days of having picked up the rock and taking it home, his wife died. Uh, his... He lost his job and his house. Oh, gee. So. Would you, would you ever go to the cave, Connor? Um, uh, I think so. It doesn't seem as though it's too big of a deal. Just don't take home souvenirs. But yeah, it's actually open to uh, tours and they have guided tours that go down in there. Um, how how deep is this cave? Uh, I don't think it's too awfully deep. Hmm. I don't think it's a very big cave. But um, interesting. it doesn't seem. It, it's quite an interesting story, this one, because the entity in question is very different from any of the others that I've ever read, you know? Right, First right. off, it seemed though to be singing many different songs and that sort of uh, hymns, which is unusual. Uh, it also doesn't seem as though it is out to get everyone. Most of them, it's either they're nice or they're mean. There's not one that's like half and half, right? <laughs> right, right. Well, the, another thing that strikes me odd is that this entity actually has full-blown conversations with people. And like I was telling you, it was talking to John Bell Jr. about... Uh, the what was it talking about the um the origins of civilization right yeah. of life and and they were talking about christianity and the need for spiritual awakening like that's not something that an evil entity would normally talk to someone mm-hmm. about yeah it's certainly not an <laughs> echo uh, right it is so weird and another so, thing about it um is not only is it friendly and all of that but to some people <laughs> it has a mind and all that but it doesn't seem to be tied to a location it's able to move from the house for like seven or so years and it told the family that if they were to leave and go somewhere else it could just follow them so it's it's not like most things where you know it's tied to a specific location you can just leave Mm. that location and leave it behind no this one seems as though it's able to move freely so that's quite interesting it's it's another weird thing yeah so do you want to get into the theories now or do you want to put a break in uh yeah we could just mosey on through this one so um so one of the 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 well i guess my main theory would be that um there is no haunting per se by by some kind of evil entity my opinion and this is just my opinion i actually haven't read this anywhere i think it's this esther chick (laughs) the 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 secret wife of the of the uh, school teacher Mm -hmm. of betsy since she was uh into the occult and all that i think she was uh haunting the bell family now what happened to this esther because later this is this teacher fellow married the uh bell's daughter right so where was she i I, I actually don't know if she did or didn't Uh, she did they had uh, several kids but most of them died young ah well i guess that adds 
more fuel for my theory. Maybe she had a grudge against his family because her husband wanted to leave her for Betsy, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, but- poor John, the father, got got the brutal end of that uh, mm-hmm. that heated battle. And now I think because it it uh, proclaimed to have visited uh, Lucy sev- seven years later after John's death and uh, back again, uh, supposedly in 107 years with the John Bell's descendant. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows if that part is true, the 107 years part, but the seven years later could easily be done, right? Yeah. Because she could easily live another seven years. And I, I, I just think it was her uh, manipulating everybody in the Bell family. Now there's, um, I suppose, uh, another question I have about the, this um, this wife uh, and all of that. So if she's a uh, in, into the occult, did you know what which group or what entity, uh, which group she was affiliated with? I, I do not. I have no idea. Yeah, I guess it's not really all that much known about her, is there? No, uh, I, I suppose that's because he, he kept his wife a secret, so not much was known about her. Huh. But uh, it, I think it's also interesting the fact that he did keep his wife a secret. Now, now why would... Why would his his wife want the um the the fellow the gardener? What was it? Uh, Garter, the fellow who was after uh, Joshua Garter. Yeah, the the fellow who was after uh, Betsy's uh, first why, engagement. Why, if she was upset of her husband being in love with Betsy, wouldn't she encourage Betsy to go after Joshua Gardner? Unless she wasn't Unless actually she... married to uh the the other fellow, Richard, and that Richard was just Powell. like a cover. Yeah, I- I'm sorry to think maybe they they weren't married maybe she was hired by this richard powell to uh wreak havoc on the bell family so that he could kind of uh step in and, and take betsy for for himself <laughs> so one of the th- one of the theories that i had is uh, one of the uh, servants for the uh, the family said that it was an indian spirit that was haunting them, that was angry uh, over the fact that they were being driven from the land because Tennessee, uh, prior to these uh, settlers that had just recently shown up there, it was it had been Indian territory, but sure. uh, they had been driven out. Mm-hmm. So uh, the theory is that it's a, an Indian spirit. Now, I, I've gone and I've looked at a few different things that it could be, and it might – one of my theories <laughs> is that it could have been uh, from the what's called the ghost dance, it, which is a uh, religious – uh, movement uh, among Native Americans and the way that it would work is it, the um, the ghost dance would be a uh, a summoning I suppose of ancestral spirits that would reunite living uh, spirits with the dead and, and they would bring the spirits to fight on their behalf against the um, the white colonists hmm. so that would have been though that, that this became uh, I think this was in like the 1890s so it would have been uh, what 70 years too early something like that something like that so if that's the case that it's something similar to this what I'm wondering because there was a um, a theory that the cave is near an Indian burial. So, and there are some people who theorize that the spirit actually originated from the cave and that somebody used the, um, used a similar, uh, I guess, ritual to get the spirit on their behalf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, what I'm wondering is what if this spirit was not, not, but was like, it was a spirit of many different, entities and became like a, its own new entity 
and was so the reason for this that I'm, I'm theorizing this is because this the entity is very interested in Christianity wouldn't you say mm-hmm. now why would an Indian spirit be interested in Christianity not not very common thing right no not at all unless the one that summoned it happened to be a colonist and in in the process of summing in it and talking to it um, this colonist was to familiarize the spirit with Christianity itself and the spirit was to grow a little curious and therefore went on and was listening to many different sermons at the same time and was learning hymns and all that sort of thing because it was curious hmm. now, if, <laughs> now if that's the theory my um the, the white colonists i was thinking before would have been kate bat because the they the the spirit sometimes once said that its name was kate did you run across that it, it they asked it what its name was at some time and it said kate I have not. So some people think that's just them trying to make a Kate Bat um, out to be the witch and mm. that they were just uh, witch hunting. <laughs> right. Um, so that that's one theory. Uh, another theory is that I had is that it wasn't summoned at all. And it's just because they built the house on an Indian burial site. And it was that it, the farming that they did uh, a awaken the spirits because the spirit the entity itself claimed that it was being disturbed and had been uh, roused by uh, John Bell so if it had been Mm. John Bell who had woken it I mean who else would have been plowing right 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 so that's another one of my theories and that's why it had a vendetta against him and it seemed to have a vendetta against him which is one of the reasons why it leads me to think that it was either Kate um, Mm. or that it was him doing something with the tilling that it had a personal vendetta against him, but not his family. Now, it set um, his wife, Belle's wife, with actually um, not too distant relatives to the Bat family herself. So if it was the Bat family that had a vendetta against the Bell family, it could have it against um, the Mr. Bell, but not really so much against the wife and... Eh, the children would be like a mix between their own blood and Mr. Bell's blood. So Mm -hmm. it could have disliked the children themselves, but tolerated them for the sake of the mother. Right. Interesting. And that kind of does go along with the story how the wife was really not bothered. The children kind of were, but the husband definitely was. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Um. So, you ready for my last theory? Because I think you're going to love this one. You kind of, All right. You kind of lay, have guessed it. Lay Bigfoot it. on me. You half guessed it earlier when you threw out that general general one. Lay it out. Bigfoot <laughs> is the bell ghost. And that's why he's so elusive to capture. Because he himself huh? is this entity that can be multiple different places, take on many different appearances, uh, particularly See. those of animals that you can't ever seem to catch, that disappear without a trace. Also... Most of the Bigfoot videos I've seen and analyzed, um, most people looking at it said the Bigfoot that they see would likely have been uh, a female Bigfoot, particularly the one, uh, the famous one uh, was the fellow who did like the, the camera roll by the lake he was on horseback. Do you remember that story? Um, the right pattern, uh, the Peterson film? Yeah, that one. That it's considered uh, that most people would would say if uh, that that Bigfoot was a female Bigfoot. Uh. 
Now, the spirit itself is known to be a uh, female because it had a female voice. Right. So, and it appeared as a, uh, of a little girl. So it would make sense that all of his other apparitions would be female as well. Hmm. Interesting. Now, why exactly Bigfoot would dislike the fellow, I don't know, but <laughs> Bigfoot. <laughs> Right. Well, I, I do love my Bigfoot theories. Um, that, oh, that was good. Another thing. So, like, you know how the, the, the Chinese, they have uh, the spirit of the dragon, right? Yeah. It's not like they actually, uh, the, the dragon is like a, a spirit animal sort of to them. It's mm-hmm. not like they actually have any or had any dragons as pets or anything like that, or that they had dragons in the wild and that sort of thing. It's like dragons were with a, a strong spirit, uh, an omen of good. Mm-hmm. Native Americans had the same thing around Bigfoot. So I'm wondering, maybe the spirit is a conjuration of the Native Americans, and it's going after this pioneer, the head of the family of the pioneers. Mm. But if you look at the way that Indians, uh, when they would uh, attack settlements and that sort of thing, they were more concerned with uh, killing the men than the the women and the children. Sometimes they would uh, take them and adopt them and treat them as family and it wouldn't necessarily be uh, antagonistic directly towards the women and children. Mm. So I'm thinking maybe that could have leaked over into this Bigfoot uh, Indian omen of good. Could have. <laughs> I know Very this, well I know this was a little bit of a stretch, a, a lot of bit of a stretch, but uh, I always got to get Bigfoot in there. Always have to get Bigfoot. Well, that was uh, that was very interesting. One thing to note about um, uh, the ghost uh, the ghost dance, mm-hmm. uh, I I didn't do a whole lot of research into it, but it is most famous for being the um, you you've heard of the uh, massacre at Wounded Knee, right? No. Oh well, it's a famous uh, massacre of uh, Native Americans by um, American soldiers, and it, it's a very infamous um, historical uh, event. It was a religious gathering of the uh, ghost of the dance. Mm-hmm. That so just just something I thought I'd want to mention. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I think we just about covered everything, huh? Mm-hmm. Now uh, I have seen people do deep dives of the Bell Witch, particularly going into like the uh, the family of um oh what was the um of the Bat family, how all that started, and why they had a grudge with um the Bell family with John Bell and. Uh, uh, if you guys like a deep dive, we can do one. But, I mean, this is essentially mm-hmm. the entire story. I actually don't think too much that the um, the, the the Bat family are too awfully involved. I feel if they had an involvement, it's not like they were the main... Um the main catalyst, I suppose, that right, there right. was a probably an entity or something that existed beforehand, and they were only something that helped spark it. But I don't feel as though they were the, the root cause or the or the um, the witch that <laughs> was haunting them or whatnot. I don't feel as though it, they were mm. too integral to the story. Yeah, uh, we did give you all the juicy details of the main story, which is uh, what you guys really want to know. So. And there is the Bell Witch. So thank you guys for listening. If you want to follow us on any social media, you can do so just by searching Bizarre Conspiracies. If you want to email us, you can do that at bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. Do you have uh, any final conclusions? Be nice to your neighbors. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time.